Welcome to the Bitchcraft Podcast. Uh, I'm your host Hazel and I'm here with Celeste. Uh, today's episode is What Craft? We're going to talk about uh, how we define witchcraft at its most basic level. What do you, how would you define witchcraft? Oh my god. Um, <laughs> I would, I would define witchcraft as an expression of self. Mm. Um, I would define it as, hmm, I, I wouldn't define it as a religion. As I've said before, I'd uh, define it as like a belief system. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just don't like the implications of religion. Um, yeah, I think it's an expression of self and however the fuck you want to practice it, you know? Mm. I will say that I don't um, really have like a psychological explanation for it. Uh, but you know, like you don't view it the same way that I do. <laughs> No, absolutely not, which is why this will be interesting, because I see it very spiritually, and you see it very logically. Yeah, I consider witchcraft, um, I would say that witchcraft, especially modern witchcraft, is out and open enough, and because it's so rooted in, like, spirituality, and, like, uh, things that are beyond, like, the mortal ken, uh, I would, I would say that it's, definitely a religious practice and more more Mm. often than not it's a religious practice um Mm. i recognize that the saying religion indicates a certain level of like organization that witchcraft really doesn't yeah um at least for the most part well there's a difference between organized religion and like belief-based religion i guess Mm, yeah like but i would say that yeah um witchcraft like to perform witchcraft witchcraft is a form of ritualistic prayer yeah especially especially if your brand of witchcraft is heavily uh deistic if it's like heavily influenced Mm -hmm. by these if you pray to the god and goddess or if you pray to a pantheon if your witchcraft is hellenistic uh it's a religion <laughs> really <laughs> right well god that's a religion in my eyes um yeah i mean i see that but if but, but if someone else comes, a lot of like well I a lot of think, practicers don't like mm-hmm. pray to a deity per se yeah and also like the brand that i was taught my my grandmother taught me to like pray to like a god and goddess or um mm. i was taught to like um beseech like maybe not gods but like demigods or like um other like notable figures in like mythology and doing that mm. is absolutely a kind of prayer it is absolutely a religion it's so ritualistic the way that i was taught that it's really hard for me to see it as like anything else it's very like it's too organized um but I can see that yeah but if someone else were to tell me like hey I practice a Hellenistic branch of like witchcraft I don't consider it a religion though like yeah I respect that because I'm not in their head Mm. like I'm not in your head so I can't tell you oh no you're religious like that's not my place yeah (laughs) no for sure 
but I definitely think that it is a form of prayer, but it is specifically a ritualistic, meditative kind of introverted, self-centered form of prayer that I don't really see in other, like, in other religions, especially the, the religions that have been exposed to. Um, Catholicism yeah. has a little bit of that, like, ritualisticness to it, but... Uh, the conservative brand of Christianity that I was raised in definitely does not. It doesn't have any of that. Fair enough. You just kind of like bow your head and think for a little bit. and That's prayer. Yeah, it's a very like, it's a group thing. I mean, you go to church and shit, you know? Like, well, even if like you pray it's not like by individual. Yourself. Even if you pray by yourself, though, it's very simple. You just kind of like bow your head and you like, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. And... <laughs> <laughs> Are Jesus, are you listening? <laughs> Jesus, I've sinned <laughs> like no other. <laughs> Why? Oh but you don't. God. You don't. I also, for a Canadian, you have that like Southern accent down amazingly. Like, Thank you. I, you sound. I have. I'm also French, by the way. So, like, yeah. <laughs> amazing but yeah i just watch a lot of shows with southern people okay it's fun you're southern at heart i am (laughs) but uh the prayer that you see in witchcraft right the act of witchcraft is so vastly different because it's very much it's it's so much more proactive it's you have to light your own candles and you have to put everything together and even yeah it's not bob the preacher that's lighting the candles and being like okay everyone join hands and fucking uh, ask jesus for salvation you know listen (laughs) i don't know how christianity works i've been to midnight mass once in my life and i hated it so they're like okay everyone hold hands and bow your heads and ask jesus for whatever it is you want uh it's so much more proactive there's so much more to it yeah so there's a lot more thought put into it um there's a lot mm-hmm. of tangible preparation for it um especially like the way that i was taught um even even the eclectic kind of solo kind of like bath magic ooh still has more preparation than just bowing your head and saying are you there god like <laughs> god are you listening it's me margaret again again Margaret's more like from Kentucky and like uh, Louise is from like Louisiana. Of course, of course, she's named after the state she's from. That tracks. Her parents are really patriotic. What can I say? (laughs) They love their state. They love their country. Are you just writing fan fiction for the podcast now? Is that what's happening? Yes. (laughs) So, absolutely. Okay. You're just like, I sure am. <laughs> I sure am, honey. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to keep doing that for the rest of the episode. I hope you know Please that. Please don't. I will fully die. <laughs> okay. I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> but, yeah, so much of it is, it's just a, it's just a very elaborate prayer, really, is what it is. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And I think that the mechanism behind it, I feel like witchcraft has this appeal that Christianity doesn't. And I say Christianity, but yeah. that can apply to any religion that's similar that like I might not know about or might not be like educated about. But um, mm-hmm. the draw to witchcraft is how proactive it is. You feel like you'll get more out of it because you've done more to earn it. There's kind mm-hmm. of a merit thing to it. And I think that's why, particularly like the brand that I was taught uh you you feel like you've earned it you feel like you've really shown your devotion to what you're doing you put that effort in and you kind of you kind of intentionally alter your state of mind because a little yeah we're influenced by our surroundings right um even in the moment no really (laughs) celeste (laughs) but even in the most (laughs) mundane sense right if you if you live in a messy space you're gonna feel more disorganized if you live in a clean space you're gonna feel more productive and if you pull out like all the bells and whistles if you put on like all this effort to create an atmosphere that feels magical that feels divine that feels special you you put yourself in that headspace where you kind of temporarily believe that what you do in that space matters and yeah and it feels more effective than just like having your having your hands out for to to take on like uh maybe anti-theistic to kind of hold your hand out for sky daddy and say give me Daddy, daddy. <laughs> oh my god you super intelligent also you sky daddy <laughs> uh, no but you're completely right and also like um it's different for everyone that space that you create like for some it's their kitchen for some it's um their garden mm-hmm. uh for some it's a space in their house that is that holds their altar that you know they set up with candles and maybe like a nice rug and like their car their tarot cards if they do that you know it's different for everyone like for me personally my like that sacred space to me is like it's gonna sound so fucking stupid it's my bed no I feel (laughs) that though because I feel the most at home in my bed maybe because I have depression but like (laughs) also it's just it's my space and I know it's my space it's where I dream it's where I think yeah you know I don't have anything special around my bed I have my bed I have um I have a statue of Ganesha I have a little piece of amethyst you know but my bedroom in general is that space for me everything I do practice wise is in my bedroom yeah I'm the same way I have a windowsill where I keep like Hmm. Um, I keep stones, I keep a crystal ball, I have, uh, like, my grandma's ashes, I keep, like, wands and things, and I Mm -hmm. also have a set of, like, um, perfumes, and that, that's kind of a weird special thing that I do, is if I'm doing witchcraft, I have a set of perfumes, and I wear them based on what I'm trying to invoke, so if I'm hmm. doing witchcraft, I wear honeysuckle. That's cute. I like that. I heard that from my grandmother because it was my grandmother's favorite scent. And because honeysuckle is, um, has that like symbolism of like 
honeysuckle is said to like open your third eye it's said to be more powerful in a way and i yeah like that that association is there so yeah yeah if i have one more ritualistic space in my house it's my bathtub honestly like that sounds a little dumb but like i love like just going into my bath lighting some candles you know putting some little essential oils in the water you know Mm -hmm. like I'm not they don't cure cancer but they sure do make me feel good yeah and um you know like just thinking and meditating in the comfort of my bathtub because I uh I think we'll get into this at some point astrology Mm -hmm. I'm a Pisces with a cancer moon and a gemini ascendant um i'm very connected to the water i always have been i love swimming i feel most comfortable like at a lake or at the beach and stuff like i just love that shit Mm. but i just i like being in water it makes me feel more connected to the earth you know yeah yeah no i definitely know what you mean um before i had like before i was able to be open about it i would do bath magic all the time and i would light candles and i would light incense um especially because i wasn't really able to have like my own space for that uh when i was like living with yeah i wasn't really open to it so i would set up like i would close the bathroom door and i would light a ton of candles and i would turn off the light yeah and the bathroom had no window so it was just yeah. me and like I'd lock the door so it was like really mine and there's just something mm-hmm. about taking a space that is normally so mundane and transforming it in that way right exactly and you do when you do bath magic um yeah I've never considered it bath magic but now that you mention it yeah. it's transcendent and it is and being able to do that, like, in your home is so, like, like, it really makes you feel like you carry it with you. Yeah, it's a little more personal. Yeah, precisely. It's not like, you know, you're, you're going out to the woods. And I mean, some people really like that. And that's their thing. But like, for me, it's like, I would not go out to the fucking woods to like, do my practice I don't know I just I'm not an outdoor person (laughs) Um, I mean I have done that before and it can be really nice especially if like you find like a certain if you have a spot that you feel connected to like oh yeah beautiful um yeah there is a river near my childhood home in Arizona that I would go to and do magic at and I did this from the time that I was 14 and I did this the last time that I went to Arizona I went and just did a ritual river, and it's beautiful. It's so nice to just. There was a place near um, my old apartment where my dad lives. Like there was um, like a, tra- a nature trail right by because we lived next to like the the park. Mm. Like the I don't. It's not like a national park or anything. It's just like it's a protected area, right? Yeah. And um, if you walked like a good like I don't know, fifteen, thirty minutes, uh, there was this little clearing, and there was a fairy ring in the clearing, and I'd always just like sit there, and I really liked it. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. See, like I know I love a good fairy ring. Being in nature like that is so, like, like it adds something to it. I think. I think that both like having mm-hmm. a spot in nature is really nice, but doing it in your home feels like like nature feels like Extra feels nice. like it's there and you go to it mm-hmm. 
but you don't like that space is sacred you're not and in your home it feels like you're sacred and you make the space around you sacred through effort exactly and I think that like there's some there's really something to be said for like intentionally altering your state of mind whether you believe that's what you're doing or not I really think that psychologically that's how that works um I think so too yeah even if I see it from less of a logical standpoint than you I believe that too yeah well I mean your mindset's different when you like mm-hmm. when you transform a space like that you you kind yeah. of you feel more relaxed you feel more open you feel a little bit powerful um yeah yeah and I also like um my grandmother's coven would also like there would be like alcohol and there would be like they smoked a lot of weed they smoked so much weed (laughs) (laughs) and they they would like some of them would be high while they did this and I think it's the same kind of thing because you can you can convince your brain to produce a headspace like that without intervention of drugs for sure it's something of like a placebo sort of but it can be done yeah um you ever see like those videos of these like really intense churches where everyone is like screaming and holding hands and speaking in tongues and they kind of no (laughs) excuse me there are churches like that where the preacher will talk like an auctioneer like really fast and he'll just like go on and on about like the word of jesus or whatever and these people will like people in the audience like his congregation will start speaking in tongues they start bidding on him (laughs) (laughs) well they'll start like speaking in tongues or like they'll start like drooling and it and one person does it and everyone does it because it's this kind of like math like like hypnosis yeah yeah it's like a hypnosis or it's like a mass hysteria because they're all so invested in the energy in that room they're so invested around it scary yeah and it's it creates this kind of altered consciousness that allows for that what the fuck yeah it's it's really incredible um so like it's fucking scary (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah. (laughs) Imagine if I just like invite you over to my place and I'm like, okay, bitch, we're going to do like a fucking ritual. And then like I just sit on my couch and my eyes roll back into my fucking head and I start speaking in tongues. Please don't. Please don't do that. (laughs) Bitch, I might. Don't do that. Don't Don't do that to me. (laughs) Okay. I promise I'll try. I'll try not to. Oh my God. I'll be tempted. You will be tempted. You will remember this episode and be like, mm, should I? Has Hazel forgotten? Celeste will remember this. <laughs> Celeste will remember this. <laughs> Has Hazel forgotten? <laughs> oh, goodness. Jesus. But yeah, yeah. So we do kind of the same thing to a much lesser degree. We're less extreme in that altered consciousness. But it is there you think well i mean depending on the coven maybe (laughs) yeah (laughs) i've i've heard some like wacky stories honestly and i'm just like 
what i have not actually the only experiences that i've had have been very chill and very nice and like i feel like that that's most of it but there's like some like very extreme people in the world in any religion or belief system i have to acknowledge this is true but i'm not happy about it (laughs) no same (laughs) but yeah um so like you kind of you alter your consciousness in this way and i don't i don't necessarily always believe that witchcraft works in any real tangible sense um i don't think that it literally Mm -hmm. alters energy i think that it alters your headspace and that has an influence Mm -hmm. in how you interact with the world so Mm -hmm. that's it works but it doesn't work for the reasons that you think it does (laughs) yeah it doesn't work in the way you think it does i think that's fair but i also think things will work as much as you believe in them Mm -hmm. you know if you believe in the spiritual side of it then maybe it has a spiritual effects if you are like hazel where you are much more logical and psychological about it uh you know it doesn't it's not a tangible thing and that's okay like um essentially like it doesn't ultimately matter whether witchcraft works the way that you think it does or not if you feel like it works if it brings you comfort in any way shape or form i think that's okay yeah of course and because mm essentially that's what religion is right it's like every organized religion is the same basis of like pray to the sky daddy to bring yourself comfort and it's okay like i'm not against organized religion by any mean like i think there's extremism in every religion right mm-hmm. but i don't think there's anything wrong with any religion i'm not here to say that witchcraft is superior wicca is superior like no it's not like you believe what you want to believe judaism is great islam is great christianity is great sometimes they're not though and that's okay but the basis of it all is prayer ritualism honestly yeah it all just kind of comes down to like the the way that you seek comfort exactly everyone's just seeking comfort and if your comfort is praying to sky daddy then your comfort is praying to sky daddy it's Mm -hmm. okay and like and if you're like a polytheist that's fine if you're an all theist that's fine if you're an atheist Mm -hmm. your witchcraft is still fine and valid you don't have to pray to a god necessarily for your also i'd like to point out that you don't have to fucking prove yourself to anyone like you don't have to prove that oh my god i'm such a good witch i'm sitting here in my fucking bed i look like a goddamn crackhead and i'm just like yo i read tarot and like i like zodiac you know like and that's the basis of my witchcraft and my practice like who fucking cares and i like a seventh generation hereditary witch who like if i say that on tumblr i have so much clout (laughs) But but it doesn't matter because ultimately I'm still also just sitting in my bed surrounded by crystals and tarot cards going, 
I'm a witch. Like, literally, none of it matters. We're all the same. We're all kind of equal. And I might have, like, more of a, like, like, formal background in it. But it doesn't matter because my practice is mine. It doesn't mean anything at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, this is mine, and Celeste practices hers, and yours can be whatever you need it to be. If your practice is like just sitting on your patio and like looking at the stars, and you it like like you meditate on it, and you think about stuff. That's your fucking practice. Yeah, and if you want to call yourself a witch, you're a witch. I consider you a witch, and. Like, congratulations, you're in the fucking club. Yeah, congratulations, welcome to witchcraft. <laughs> Yay. But, um... I think my my thing is, right, I'm much more spiritual, and perhaps you shall disagree with this, but I think, as someone who does practice a more spiritual form of it, I think there's magic in everything. I think there's magic in making your morning coffee. I think there's magic in taking a shower or bath. I think there's magic in self-care. I think there's magic in learning and reading a book and drawing and being creative in anything you want there to be, you know? Yeah. And honestly, it was, it was that belief that kind of led me to atheism because if everything is equally magic, mm-hmm. then one could argue that none of it is. Yeah. But it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. really matter, does it? It doesn't matter, like, like the objective truth. Of it. God, you're such an existential. The existential truth, like the existential literal truth of it, doesn't matter because we're all going to interpret it differently anyway. We're all going to die anyway. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and um, you know, some people will like. Some people are very like praying to gods or praying to entities but you don't have to do that and honestly my notion towards like gods or lack thereof is that have you ever noticed that no one prays to a god that they don't agree with yeah no one no one prays to a god that they don't agree with on literally everything and I, my stance is that when you're praying mm. to a god, you're praying to idealized aspects of yourself based on your beliefs. Yeah. Even, even the mm. Bible, right? We have so many versions of the Bible and we have so many copies of the Bible. And even if you go to one church with one pastor, everyone in that congregation will interpret it slightly different to make it align with their beliefs. The god that they worship is... Yeah. just themselves that's all it mm-hmm. is it's and this is kind of a satanistic view of it but you're worshiping yourself i mean i was gonna bring it up <laughs> but it is and it, like i think that is like kind of the basis of satanism is self-worship not the devil it's self-worship mm-hmm. Which is interesting. I have some uh, Satanist friends, and I think it's a very interesting thing. Like, it's not my personal thing, but I think it's super interesting. I think it's super cool, and I think it's pretty correct in that we are all just worshipping ourselves at the end of the Mm -hmm. day. And I feel like the idea of a god can be kind of a conduit to bring that 
part of yourself, especially if you're like a polytheist, um, to like bring yeah. that aspect of you to the forefront. Um, when yeah. I bring in like God, God imagery or goddess imagery, um, my go-tos are Aphrodite, which is just the concept mm-hmm. of love. Um, love is very important yeah. to me. Romantic love, friendship love, mm-hmm. warmth, caring, nurturing. That's all extremely important to me. Um, that's the giving and receiving of affection is so important to me. Um, so I, I have invoked Aphrodite in almost everything. Um, but yeah. also Lilith, like the, like, bu- like the biblical, biblical Lilith. Lilith. Um, I think that okay. Lilith, <laughs> I really like the notion that like, um, Lilith, Lilith was cast out because Lilith didn't take any shit. <laughs> Lilith <clears throat> wasn't bad or wrong for wanting what she wanted in a relationship. And I, I view nope. Lilith as a symbol of feminism. Lilith was a bad bitch. Yeah, I view her as a, as a, a figure of feminism and that's important to yeah. me so yeah i invoke lilith quite a bit as well lilith is the og it's feminist. true um the way that the bible demonizes her i think and people who interpret it as like a demonization of um like women's equality and women's rights i think that someone's view of lilith says a lot about them as a person <laughs> yeah well that's old white men who want to demonize and weaponize uh sexuality yeah it's women in general it's true and i do think that like sexuality is really important too so like that aspect of lilith is deeply important lilith cares about consent lilith cares about equality lilith is like the og feminist and we stand she's a bad fucking bitch and we stand we do I think my most invoked are probably, um, shit, um, Poseidon. I, I love me some Poseidon. You would. God, you're such um, a Pisces. I do. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, no, so what, you don't like your sky daddy, but you love a good ocean daddy. Yo, I love sky daddy. <laughs> I mean, ocean daddy. <laughs> I listen, I hear Sky Daddy and I just <laughs> um who else? Athena, probably. Uh Young Gummy did like Artemis and Athena a lot too. They never truly clicked, but I definitely see the appeal. Um Hera I always saw as like a very maternal figure, and while I am extremely loving and affectionate, I don't consider myself maternal. I think it's because I had mommy issues. <laughs> you know, maybe. Probably. <laughs> and, like, anyone who has daddy issues and, in, like, invokes, like, Zeus because he's, like, everyone's fucking dad. Yeah, Zeus goes around. Zeus is sky daddy. Zeus is lightning daddy. Although, although, I do notice a lot of parallels between, like, uh, pop culture depictions of Zeus and pop culture depictions of like uh, the like Christian God. Right? Yeah. The beard, the, beard. the long hair. Yeah. The fucking... like, 
the all the white toga. yeah like i think that like the 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 imagery overlap is very interesting and i think that's part of the reason why i never liked yeah. zeus because i never liked the christian god either i very no. I very early on uh was like i, I I just want to put it out there. But the thing that turned me away from Christianity was honestly reading the Bible for the first time, like by myself. And I went, oh, this is. The Bible is so fucking boring. Not only is it boring, but the depiction in it, if you can get (laughs) past the old timey language, because I read Tolkien as a kid, so it wasn't that bad for me but like the the depictions of violence in the bible that like god himself like says okay yeah this is good it's terrible and yeah like god says fucking uh abuse towards women is okay if it's fucking warranted like hell no it isn't fucking god and the thing is like i i didn't stop believing in god for a while but i definitely said well this is a god that doesn't deserve my worship and i would rather go to hell doing what's yeah. right than go to heaven supporting what's wrong i had, I had a, like exactly. deep sense of morality as a kid so christianity was not mm-hmm. <laughs> but here's a here's an interesting thing even in witchcraft and uh well in witchcraft i wouldn't say in wicca but in witchcraft i feel like a lot of people um uh, invoke angels mm. like biblical mm. angels yeah uh what what's your stance honestly on when i was much younger i tried i really wanted to like uh connect yeah. with that but it just didn't click it didn't fit right yeah i don't resonate with it at all i think it's super interesting yeah but i just i don't resonate with it like people who read um angel cards mm. instead of tarot i think it's super freaking cool but I'm just like, what is all? What does this mean? Like I tried once, and I was just like, uh, Gabriel, Gabriel. are you there? Like, did <laughs> it's me, Mark, right? <laughs> At two, Gabriel. <laughs> but yeah, I liked the idea of angels, but I just it just didn't click. I tried it for about two weeks to a month, and it just didn't work. It just wasn't wasn't there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and sometimes like some sometimes. aspects of witchcraft will appeal to you, and you can explore it and you can learn about it. I definitely like implore, like learn about everything you can, but it doesn't have to click with yeah. you. You don't have to be an expert in everything. You don't have to practice everything. No, if you practiced every not. aspect of witchcraft, you would never have time for anything else. <laughs> I practice two aspects, <laughs> like. I do tarot and I do astrology. Yeah. I know a lot about a lot of other stuff, but I only really practice two things. Like, my cat just fell off my window, so what a Yeah, I mean, I only practice, like, certain aspects. And um, honestly, like, I don't even do it all the time. You don't have to do it all the time. You do it when it feels right. And when it doesn't feel right, when it... I do it very rarely (laughs) nowadays. I'm busy like i do shit with my life surprisingly (laughs) contrary to popular belief but like i don't know i don't read tarot that much anymore (laughs) like you know i do it for myself once in a blue moon i'll do it for other people but like i don't do it every day 
I used to. I don't I've been that. doing more of it lately, but it comes and goes, you know, uh, mm. you go through phases and I think that's okay. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, paying attention to where that's your okay. interests kind of take you. And if you're not feeling it, don't force it because there's no reason to. especially if you take on the view that like your gods are not entities outside of yourself they're aspects of yourself that you just deeply connect to or want to focus on like yeah you can forgive yourself (laughs) you can you can forgive yourself for taking a few months off it's fine because it does take a lot of energy in my opinion to like read tarot like i can only do it so rarely because i'm so low on yeah. energy half and the time, like you know? another thing also like like don't trick yourself it's part of that. the appeal of witchcraft is that it's more labor intensive but the drawback to that is that it is more labor intensive it requires more preparation it takes more out of you mm-hmm. a sword. but that personalization i think is worth it that sense of like connection that sense of doing yeah. something actively is worth it when you're when you're feeling like you're up for it it's worth it and yeah um that's for sure it's it's really it can be as big or as small as you need it to be yeah if it's just like a little thing that you do every once in a while Mm -hmm. that's your thing if it's a gigantic part of your life then it's a gigantic part of your life who cares but everyone will have a slightly different view of what witchcraft is in the literal sense some people will feel like it's just prayer some people will feel like it's a full-on ritual some people think that it's a mindset uh some people think that it's uh like a full-on religion and they're all valid I mean, I think you and I are good examples of that. You have such a different viewpoint on it than I do, yet here we are doing this podcast together, talking about the same subject, having different viewpoints, and yeah. being respectful of it. Like, you're not going to, like, fucking attack me for being spiritual, and I'm not going to attack you for, like, being more psychological yeah. and logical. I think it's valid yeah, as well. Yeah, and witchcraft is such a deeply personal thing that you're allowed to interpret it in whatever way clicks right for you. And on that note, uh, I think that's the end of our episode. So, as per usual, support our friends that have been helping us with this podcast. Uh, we have Anthony3DH on Twitch, SoundCloud, and youtube i believe uh he made our intro song and also one of our biggest supporters rochelle makes stuff on instagram and facebook uh she does embroidery and art arts and crafts of all kinds so on that note